Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Well, I did an emergency podcast last weekend after the trade. And I thought to myself, why don't we just keep doing some draft weekend podcasts leading up to, I don't know, the NFL draft. Everyone has opinions. Everyone's fired up about this thing. We've already had a ton of trades. We already got a ton of unknown. And as someone who worked in scouting, who the reason he got into scouting and really even college football was because at my core, as much as I love the sport, I love the draft. I would say I'm a draft addict. And I would say I'm not even close to as big of an addict as some of the people, my best friends, when I worked in the NFL with the Eagles who are now kind of all over the league. Those guys, I mean, literally couldn't be any more addicted to the draft. They do it for a living. They talk about it 365. They watch these guys 365. It's literally their life's work as an executive in the NFL. And I'm not even just talking about the Howie Rosemans, the Brett Veaches. I'm talking about the assistants, the college directors, the college scouts. Uh, it's just it's a passionate time of year for those guys. For as much as we love it on the outside, uh, they, they 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 dedicate their life and their time to just evaluating these guys and stacking the board. And th- to me, the most fascinating thing about the draft, and it's it's something that I've really developed over the last decade. And if you've listened to my show, you know. You know, I love the stock market. I, I, I love business. I, I love money. <laughs> and I, I think the key as you grow older and you start making much bigger purchases in life and you try to be more and more successful and you try to associate with smarter people, the one thing you learn is how key value is, right? And, and I've said this on the podcast and, and I'll say it 
till the day I die because it's it's one of the greatest quotes I've ever seen. You know, the profit is not made when you sell something. The profit is made in the purchase price. And I think that can be related to the draft. The number one thing when I look at going into the draft is not how great of a player can I get. Now, obviously, that's important, and that is the, the ultimate, I guess, point of the event, right, is to pick players. But to me, the number one key is to pick the players at the right price. Because ideally, if you want to buy a home, if a home is $500,000 and it's worth $500,000, well, can you get the home for $400,000? And then three years, sell that home for $800,000, right? Because ideally, you don't want to have to spend $750,000 on a $500,000 home. It's no different with the draft, right? And I think that's the number one key. And I had a, a, a good friend who's worked in the NFL sent me this project that he did on the draft years ago about value and about where you can get certain players. Because a huge part of draft meetings, when you're talking about the players in your area, and I think you see this on social media, is talking about player comps. Because if I go, I really love Devontae Smith. Well, you have to be able to tell your general manager or your head coach, well, who can you comp this player to? Because if you think he's worthy of a top 10 pick, well, you better, like Mel Kuyper told me on my other podcast, he compared him to Marvin Harrison. If you think he's Marvin Harrison, then he's probably worth the top 10 pick. But if you think he's just going to be a solid starter, then he's not worth taking in that range. And to me, when you talk about first-round picks, especially the top half of the first round, I think there are three positions I'm, I'm isolating and I'm selecting. Obviously, quarterback. And I know a lot of stories are coming out now because it looks like there are going to be four quarterbacks go in the first four picks. And I don't think that's ever happened in league history. I think the last time that three quarterbacks have gone one, two, three was in like that Donovan McNabb draft, which I think was 1999 uh, when it was Tim Couch, Donovan McNabb, Akili Smith, uh, if, if memory serves me correct. And I think history would show us, even the last decade, that most high first-round picks do not hit. And my pushback would be, I think the league has dramatically changed in the last five years. And when you look at recent examples of Mahomes, of Deshaun Watson, of Josh Allen, even of Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, like I think it's pretty clear that it's never been easier to play quarterback, right? You can't really get hit. Your wide receivers are not in the threat of getting hit. No one can take them out over the middle or on the sideline. Uh, not many teams are running like the Seattle. They run the Seattle defense, but the Richard Shermans aren't walking through the door and they're bumping you at the line of scrimmage. Like those days are kind of over too. So it's never been easier to play quarterback. It's why I'm all for taking a quarterback really high. Even though history would show us some of the best players in the league, Aaron Rodgers, right, went pick 24. Russell Wilson, third round pick. Tom Brady, an all-time outlier, went six overall. I'd say, though, most of the top quarterbacks, you know, Peyton Manning was the number one overall pick. Andrew Luck was the number one overall pick. Roethlisberger went high. Phillip Rivers went high. Eli won multiple Super Bowls. He went high. Flacco won a Super Bowl. He went high. Carson Wentz was competing to win an MVP and win a Super Bowl a couple years ago. He went really high. Jared Goff got to the Super Bowl. He went really high. I am a big believer in taking quarterbacks high. They're the most important position in sports. You get the most bang for your buck if you get a guy on a rookie quarterback, even if he's on a top 10 you know, contract. Obviously, you would love a Dak. You would love a Russell Wilson in the later rounds, but I'm all for it. The other two positions, historically, that show you you get really, really good value and just the best players go there would be offensive tackle. 
And it's why I'm a big believer of taking in this draft, you see a lot of people talking about the wide receivers. You see a lot of people talking about Kyle Pitts, the tight end, who I think is going to be a star. But we're talking value. And if I could get 90% of a wide receiver in the second round as I could as the 10th pick, I would rather take the offensive tackle. Because history would show us you're not going to get great offensive tackles in the second or third round. But history would show us that you can get star wide receivers in the second and third round. And I believe that wide receivers have kind of become the new running back. Now, their careers, once they're in the league, last a lot longer, right? Like a running back shelf life is relatively small. It's why looking back when Dave Gettleman took Saquon Barkley number two overall, not anyone in the league would argue that Saquon Barkley coming out of college was not an elite player. He had elite attributes. He had elite film. He was an elite prospect. But taking a a running back at number two overall is malpractice. Because when you look in the NFL right now, look at some of the best running backs in the league. Dalvin Cook, second rounder. Alvin Kamara, third rounder. Derrick Henry, second rounder. These guys are clearly the best players in the league at their position, and none of them went in the first round. And and those guys actually got contract extensions. So if I'm going high, I'm going offensive tackle. Because I do think the one of the last places in the NFL where you are still allowed to be physical. Because like I said, wide receivers, you can't hit them. Corners, you're not, and DBs, you're not allowed to hit. But Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald, Trent Williams, Tyrone Smith, whoever, you're off, Quentin Nelson, it can get down, dirty, and physical. Anything goes in the trenches. And they are still able to play like they were able to play 20 and 30 years ago. So I would always lean offensive tackle. Now, if you have two offensive tackles, obviously you got to go somewhere else. History would show us that if, you, if you're going to take a defensive lineman, you'd be better off if, if both guys are equal taking the defensive tackle in the top 15 over the defensive end. Because there have been several examples over the last decade of really good defensive ends and pass rushers going either later in the first round or in the second and third round. Guys like Danell Hunter, Yannick Ndakwe, Olivier Vernon, years ago Jared Allen. You can get productive pass rushers a little bit later in the draft. But it's rare to find Trent Williams, Lane Johnson, those type players at tackle. Look at last year, Tristan Wirfs, Makai Becton. You got to get elite tackles high. But what about defensive tackles? Because you can get a Chase Young or a Nick Bosa, and that is important if you can get those guys. But both those guys went number two overall. And Nick Bosa won the rookie of the year, obviously got hurt last year. Chase Young, I think he was defensive player of the year. He should have a rookie of the year. He should have been. But that's what those guys have to be when you take them number two overall. Because when you take a Solomon Thomas, a Cleveland Farrell, it's a devastating blow. But if you want a defensive tackle to get an elite guy, now there are outliers like a Geno Atkins, but for the most part, Fletcher Cox, DeForest Buckner, Aaron Donald, those guys are going really high. So if all things being equal, if you get the top elite defensive tackle or the elite defensive end, I would probably lean defensive tackle because there's typically value on defensive ends in the second and third round. Now, sometimes they have flaws. Clearly they do. That's why they last to the second or third round. But I can find productive pass rushers. It's rare that I'm finding Aaron Donald in the third round. Now, like I said, Geno Atkins, you can find an outlier for every position. But this is back to the wide receiver thing. Last year, all these wide receivers went. John Gruden, for example, took the first wide receiver off the board, Henry Ruggs. He was the least productive of his group. Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Rager all went before the most productive guy of the group, 
Justin Jefferson. History would show us, and this is where I'll use an example with the Miami Dolphins. Right now, the overwhelming kind of thought process is the Dolphins should take Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Jerry Judy, whoever they think is the best skill guy at number six overall. I would say no. What I would do is I would take an offensive lineman, an offensive tackle. Last year, you took Austin Jackson from USC. This year, you take Panay Sewell. You take Slater from North, uh, Northwestern. Boom, you got your two tackles. And then at the end, I guess, of the teams, I think they drafted 18. It might be 19. I think it's 18. Take a wide receiver. Hell, even trade back and get into the 20s and take a wide receiver. Because history would show us that you can get really good wide receivers in the 20s. Hell, you can get really good wide receivers in the second round. A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Debo Samuel. These guys did not go in the first round. They are luxury items that you can get Pro Bowl-level players without using a top-10 pick. Now, that doesn't mean that Kyle Pitts is not going to be a star in the league. But if I can get A.J. Brown a little bit later and still get my offensive tackle, which I will not be able to get later, that's that's the part of the value. The key in the draft is understanding the value where I can get a player, and what I have to pay to get the guy. Because it's my pushback on all the Mac Jones 49ers hype. That if you're the 49ers, one, I don't believe that they're going to take Mac Jones. And I do believe that they want it out there they're going to take Mac Jones. So when they do take their guy, they don't get jumped if the Jets are open to trading that pick, which as of right now, you'd have to say they might be because they haven't traded Sam Darnold. But if you took Mac Jones at three, I'll never believe that you couldn't have got Mac Jones at six. And we already know what it costs to get to six because the Dolphins went from 12 to six and they went from 12, which was the Niners spot. And it cost them one first round pick. Well, the Niners gave multiple first round picks to go from 12 to three. Well, I think you can get Mac Jones at six with only giving one first round pick. So it would be terrible value. It would be an overpay. Now, ultimately, I think my scouting buddies would say, who cares if you overpaid if you got the quarterback? I would tend to agree if the guy becomes a great player But part of this whole exercise come April 29th and even the 30th and 31st when the entire draft going on is maximizing value. That's what the best teams do. They pick the best players while maximizing value. And the key is to understand the marketplace. That's why, you know, there's always pushback in grading systems with teams. Should you grade by round or should you grade like the New England Patriots style, which is high-end starter, solid starter, you know, fringe starter, backup, out of the league, right? They just grade guys based on their team. When I worked for the Eagles, we put round grades on them. And I think it's mixed throughout the NFL. I personally like putting a round grade on it. What he's worth. Because I'm telling you what he's worth relative to the rest of the draft. Also, where I think his value is, where I would pick them. So if I think a guy's a third-round pick, and we and he's still on the board in the fifth round, that's incredible value. That's what I personally like to do. And this is not easy. You know, they often say that it's clearly not an exact science because you're dealing with human beings. These aren't widgets. This is not an Excel spreadsheet, despite them putting these athletic testing numbers, right, that help us stack guys, right? How fast you are, how quick your three cone is, how much you weigh, uh, your production, right? Your catches, your drops, your, your sacks, whatever position you play, your tackles. I think linebacker is another position. I believe that historically, middle linebacker, maybe historically would be strong, but the last 20 years has been devalued a little bit. I actually think having a great middle linebacker has uh, 
exponential value for great teams and great defenses. Because in 2021, most teams have productive tight ends, have offenses that want to throw to the tight ends, and have productive running backs who can catch the ball. So when I got to the league in 2010, a big line for running backs was either like, you're a bell cow running back, or you're a third down guy, a change of pace guy, a.k.a. a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. Well, in 2021, we encompass everything now with our star running backs. Saquon Barkley does it all beside pass protect. Christian McCaffrey does it all. Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, they do it all. Henry would be somewhat of an outlier. He's not, I would say, a catching, you know, a guy that's going to catch the ball out of the backfield. Josh Jacobs, he can catch the ball, right? I want my Zeke, he can catch the ball. I want my running back to do it all. So my starting running back is going to stay in the game all three downs. I need a linebacker to be able to check that guy in the passing game. Just like it's why Fred Warner right now, Luke Keekley forever. Those guys change your defense. They make every tackle on, you know, in the run game. And then they're able to play pass defense, which we all know because we've all seen linebackers that cannot cover anyone. They are a major liability. And in today's game, you get exploited at just rapid rates. In recent history would show us, you can get really good starting middle linebackers. You don't need to take them in the first round. That doesn't mean you can't get a really good linebacker in the first round. Luke Keekley was a top 10 pick. Roquan Smith was a top 10 pick. You can take those guys, and they can produce at a high level. But you can also find Navarro Bowman in the third, Bobby Wagner in the second, Fred Warner in the third. There are examples. Uh, Eric Kendricks with the Vikings in the second round. You can find excellent Pro Bowl-level guys later. So if I'm drafting in the top 10, and I go, I really need a little middle linebacker, or let's say I'm the Eagles, who have always been, they've never been a draft a linebacker high. I would go, well, I wouldn't draft the best linebacker at 12. I would take whatever my need is at offensive or defensive line. Can I get a sweet pass rusher? Can I get a sweet defensive tackle? Can I get another sweet offensive lineman? And then in the second round, use that pick on a middle linebacker. Now, you could say last year where they screwed up is now, I mean, Jalen Hurts is going to be their starting quarterback, but that would have been an area to take, you know, a hybrid linebacker because those guys are key in today's modern game. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. 
They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Another thing that I've learned over the years and part of the study and just part of things, if you talk to people in the league, the most valuable picks in the league, the most bang for your buck are the second and third round picks. So it's basically Friday of the draft because I can find Derrick Henry, Deshaun Jackson, Yannick Ndokwe, right? Danelle Hunter, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Fred Warner. Like the list is very, very long of elite Michael Thomas, Pro Bowl level impact players, Eric Kendricks, Bobby Wagner, under contract for really cheap. Like that is a huge key portion. They make, you know, under a million dollars. And you don't technically have to sign them until after the fourth year. Your great players usually get extended after three years. But that is by far the best value in the draft because you can get high end starters for cheap. And the best historically area in the first round is not the top 10 because as we know it's a 50-50 bus rate well part of like drafting Solomon Thomas or Cleland Farrell or Mitch Trubisky is you use an incredibly value cap piece of capital on that guy right 
the, the Bears drafted third. They traded up to second. They gave their second and third round pick to get Mitch Trubisky. Well, as we saw this year, the third round, the third overall pick was worth pick 12, two other first round picks, and a third round pick. So a pick in the top five is worth a shitload. So if you miss on that pick, it's a double whammy. You just blown a ton of potential capital for trading back until you got a bad player. So the picks that historically the last several decades are the most valuable in the first round are actually like 10 to 16. It's where you get the Fletcher Coxes, the Aaron Donalds, the J.J. Watts. And because they're not as valuable as a trade asset, and they're just much cheaper, like a guy at the 12th overall pick than a guy at the third overall pick. Because a guy in the top five of the NFL draft makes over $30 million on a four-year contract. It's a lot of cash. That's what I think is fascinating about this whole draft. It's what I truly love. Obviously, the players, who's going to be good and bad, is what we love to talk about. But the manipulation of the process leading up to the draft, and we've already seen several trades made, and then the trades that are made on draft night or throughout the you know the first several rounds, the big trades. And you even see it in the second and third round. Someone will move up in the second round and trade a future second round pick. And you just kind of, when you do some of these trades, you're typically betting on the team to be worse. When you trade future first round picks, the way it's been explained to me by people involved in the league is they get discounted. So like when the Niners traded the Dolphins, their 2022 and 2023 first round picks, well, the pick 12 is worth 100%, right? because you know exactly what you're getting. You're getting pick 12. It has a tangible value. The 2022 first-round pick does not have a tangible value because you've got no clue. The Niners could win one game or they could win 15 games. But here's what you immediately do and what NFL teams do. That pick is worth 25% of what it would be this year. So it's viewed as a discount. So it's not viewed like it's viewed as a first-round pick, but it's not viewed at 100%. And then the pick in three years, 2023, technically two years, I guess, from right now, is viewed, depending on what team you talk to, like 35 to 40% discount. That's how it's viewed. So it's not viewed as like you're getting three first-round picks at 100%. Now, there's variance, right? The, the Texans did it with Laramie Tunzel, and that pick ended up not being a discount. It was an incredible premium. It ended up the third overall pick. We've all seen the stories of what they got for Laramie Tunzel. So there is a huge unknown in these transactions. But on the date the transaction is placed, those picks are viewed at a discount. The future ones or the future twos. Typically, a future two, like if I give you a 2022, let's say let's say we flip second round picks. I come up 20 spots in this year's second round. And I give you a future two for that draft. The way teams value that is actually a third round pick. right Now, that doesn't mean that second round pick may end up being really good and it's actually viewed big picture once it actually comes to fruition as much better than what you valued it for. But that's just the way it is in terms of the the trade value chart. So those are just a couple things that I find pretty interesting leading up to the draft. And uh, I'm going to enjoy, keep talking about it until uh, draft night's here. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.